0: This is episode 109 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz, and today we're going to continue our talk about anxiety, but this time let's talk about how to help our children move forward and just do the thing that they are so nervous about. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. If you've missed any of the last three episodes, the first thing I want to encourage you to do is Take some time to go back and listen to those, especially if you've been dealing with anxiety with your child. Each and every one of those last three episodes are going to give you a different perspective on how to deal with anxiety, starting with social anxiety. The next one has to do with when your child is having an anxiety attack. And then we follow it up with talking about what you should avoid, the things you shouldn't do when a child's having an anxiety attack. But now it's time for us to turn the corner And we are going to talk about how to help your child do the things they need to do. It's a family value of yours, I'm sure, that your child goes to the things that they've committed to going to. Whether that be school, whether that be um, an engagement where they're going to be on stage, whether it be just going to the park, doing something brand new. Anything can cause a child the type of anxiety that makes them completely freeze and then they begin to have a tantrum and then the stubbornness kicks in and then the refusal and they just will not move forward well. That's when you get to step in. That's when you get to help your child through this process. You certainly can't do it for them, but you can help empower them. Look at yourself as someone that's coming alongside them and giving them the boost that they need. That mindset should help you to not get um, too yelly, too, uh, too scoldy. I don't know what the word is. It basically too harsh. This is what I would like you to think about. How can I step in and be the strength? The strength to say, yes, we are going to move to the place you need to go. Let's take the example of school because lots and lots of kids are finding themselves having anxiety about going to school right now. And their mind is thinking of every single different excuse as to why they shouldn't be at school. Now, it's no surprise when they had, many of them had over a year that they were able to stay in bed and have a lot uh A lot more freedom as far as what they're doing during the day. But the truth is that once they get to school, they enjoy themselves. They're happy to be there in almost every case. Getting them there is the trick. Most parents feel completely powerless when their child really turns on their valiant effort to stay home. And What really surprises a parent is that they really are truly in a place of complete distress. And how can you bring them to school when they're like this? Let me tell you, if it's a family value of yours, that your child goes to school in spite of the problems around them and how they feel, that unless they're sick, they should be at school, then you're doing the right thing by helping them move forward. What you need to do is use A firm but kind approach. When you think this is right for them, I am being their strength. Then you're going to come in firm, but you're going to come in kind. Those two words in your mind as you're moving forward will help you because you're not going to be able to be uh, the nice guy. You're going to have to be the one that comes in and says, this is going to happen. This needs to happen. And I'm going to be the one to help you get there. Honestly, your child deep down knows that they need that. They know that they're having trouble doing it for themselves. So my very first tip as far as helping your child when they're, they've really dug their heels in and they don't want to go, let's say to school, is to use the kind and firm approach. You want to say a sentence like this, I understand that going to school feels difficult, We can work through your concerns together, but I need you to attend because every day of school is important. Let me say that sentence again. I understand that going to school feels difficult. We can work through your concerns together, but I need you to attend because every day at school counts. A sentence like that validates their feelings lets them know you're in it together, but redirects them to knowing that we are in fact going to be going to school. They need to know that resolve in you is that this is not a question of whether you're going to go to school. This is a question of how we're going to get there and what we need to do to get there. It's a very different approach. Because if we're not very consistent and concise and deliberate about the way that we approach our child, if we seem wishy-washy and emotional, it's just going to put them in a place where they feel as though they can probably get what they want, which is to stay home and they're going to dig in and try harder. But once they realize, wait a minute, my parent is basically saying, you're going to school. And they really understand that. They're more likely to let up just enough to move forward, just enough. They might still be angry about it. They might, oh my gosh, they might still have an attitude, but the focus right now is that you're being a firm and kind parent and you're getting them where they need to go. So when you know that it is time for you to get your child right where they need to go and you're like, forget all this baloney, remember clear, consistent message. It also helps if you have a clear routine. If your routine is very consistent and very deliberate, it's going to help you get through these times because rather than saying, yes, we're going to school, yes, we're going to school, see, you can just say the next thing you're going to do. I highly suggest that people visualize the um, next day when they're dealing with anxiety. What do I mean by this? I mean that when we rehearse something, it really helps us to be able to do it better. Of course, we rehearse when we're in a play. We rehearse when we're about to say a speech. How about we we rehearse our morning routine? We found that visualization works so well. Even so well that some sports teams will visualize their plays and practice them not only physically, but also mentally. And they find that they win more often. They're successful more often. Well, let's bring these type of practices right into our home. If you walk through that visualization with your child, then it's likely that they won't let their negative thoughts get the best of them. And those swirling negative thoughts of what if this happens? What if that happens? You should be scared because of this or that. Or maybe the thoughts of, oh, I'm not going to school and they're thinking I'm going to, but no way. The way that we can get through that is to be with them and say, let's think about each part of our morning. And not only going through it and writing it down, that's very important because you're setting a clear routine step-by-step that you know you're going to do, but then you take it a step further and you think about each action. You could say, let's think about when you get up, what's the first thing you do? What's the second thing you do? What's something that can make it better? Is it your favorite song being played? Is there something we could add to this part of your morning routine that can help it run smoother? It kind of brings them into the process. This is causing the type of consistency that you need for them to realize we have a pattern here and I'm not going to be breaking that pattern and nothing's going to happen to make this pattern different even though I have anxiety, even though I don't want to go. You're going to show your child that by actions. Now, There's another great benefit to using this uh, method because the child is brought in to the process. They're beginning to take ownership of it. I talk about taking ownership so often because I just strongly believe that when a child takes ownership of any responsibility, they're far more likely to be successful. But in a way, when a child is having an anxiety attack, they are fighting for control and they are taking ownership in a way. They're taking an ownership through stubbornness. And I know that they don't realize that because the anxiety feels so real within them and they're just feeling like they're fighting to get what they need and what they need, they feel like, is to stay right there at home. But we know that that's exactly the kind of power that uh, is not going to get them what they need to do. And that's to be able to see the other side of anxiety and get to school in this analogy. So what you're going to do is set that clear guideline, bring them into that process. So their control lies in the fact that they know what needs to happen next, that they're going to quiet that voice of anxiety and walk forward movement movement is going to help more than anything else for us to snap out of a negative place when we move forward. So let's help our child move to each and every step of the morning as quickly as possible, breaking it down into small steps so they don't have to think about the fact that we're going to school, get ready. It could be as small as getting out of bed. The next thing, going into the bathroom, brushing your teeth, putting on your shirt, putting on your pants. You break it down into these small little steps. This is what's next. And these things help to lessen anxiety. And I'm not trying to suggest that this method alone will take away from the times when you need to be firm. But I'm saying that it will help with that mental game that we're playing when someone's deciding that, uh uh-uh, I'm not doing this. We're going to rehearse it. And then we're going to uh, think about our consistency. We're going to think about our process. So we're going to rehearse it. It's a form of visualization and it will help. Now you might be somebody that is thinking, I am guilty of giving inconsistent messages. You might have fallen into giving inconsistent messages if you flip-flopped and one day let your child stay home when you know that they're not really actually sick out of necessity maybe because you've got to get to work and then one day you talk to them about being sick and one day you get really really angry and the next day you're really passive like okay fine whatever stay home if these type of things happen then you know that it's time for you to tighten up on your consistency know that it's absolutely possible within just even a few days to completely transform your morning routine into a consistent uh, step-by-step pattern that you just decide, I'm not deviating from this. And the reason why is because this is a family value and it matters that my child learns this. It might mean that you are (laughs) turning on a brand new leaf that your child does not like. You're like, oh, wow. This, this is the side of uh, my parent that I really don't like seeing. But you know what? You're doing them a favor because they can't do it for themselves yet. But they will. They need to be that strict with themselves in order to quiet that voice. And then that, that voice that usually tells them uh, to crawl back in bed and not go, it's going to completely begin to disappear because they have a whole new routine and they are empowered. I had a mother call me the other day and she said, I just feel so bad after I go to work and I've had to send my little first grader off crying and sad and upset. And I think, am I doing something wrong? Am I hurting her heart? Am I hurting her future? Is, is her spirit broken when she goes to school? I realize that as parents, we go through these guilty type feelings, but please know that when you're standing up and being firm when they're not able to be and getting them to school, you're teaching them such a valuable lesson that they can do hard things, that they can follow through with responsibilities even when they're feeling upset. Now, that does not mean that you don't circle back and and talk to them about how they feel and Um, Be with them in that moment. Of course, that's an important part of your day as well. But you can just be very honest with them and say, I'm going to be firm right now and I'm going to make sure you get to school because I love you and I care about you being at school. And this is a value for our family. So this is what is going to happen right now. And you can always Follow that up, even if they're so upset and crying and you've had to have the administrator come and hold their hand and bring them inside when they're so upset. Oh, I've seen so many of these children in this situation. But you can drive away from that scenario and say, I'm doing right by my child because this is something they do need to learn. It's important because if not, we might be in a situation where we're enabling And we are part of the problem. We don't want to admit it, but we kind of are because we're wanting to keep them right there with us and it's our own emotion and our own fears that are feeding into the whole situation. So do a self-check and think about where you're at. Are you on the side of being a little too firm? Are you on the side of being a little too passive? Whatever that is, Adjust your method. Feel confident about the times when you need to help your child move forward and then do it consistently. Now, I did an episode, an episode three, that was uh, entitled, They Say They Can't Do It, But They Can. That episode, still to this day, is the one that's the most listened to out of all of my episodes. And It's really because it's jam-packed with information about how to help kids do things when they say they can't. I would love for you guys to go back and listen to that episode. I might even just uh, push it up to the front here for you guys so you can hear it once again because it has a great message about how to help your children in many situations to get to the other side of these, these moments when they feel like they just can't do things. The thing is, is they're really stuck. You have to look at a child who's saying, I can't, I can't do it, I just can't, and think, you know, the truth is they're stuck and they need your help to unlock what's making them feel that way. I'm going to quickly let you know the steps of how to help a child get through these things that I outlined in that episode three, and you can go back and listen if you'd like to hear it in its entirety. But the steps that you need to take with your child is investigate what's going on with them, validate how they're feeling, activate a plan, and celebrate when they do it. You investigate so you're clear about what is going on. You validate because kids need to know that you hear and understand that they're going through a hard time. Then you activate a plan, which is a lot of what we're talking about right now. You make a plan the night before, you visualize it, and then you Put it in action, and you do that with them, helping them take ownership of it. And then you celebrate when they do, even if it's the smallest little thing. You know what? Even if you had to be firm, when they get to school, say, This is amazing. You're here and you're going in. Whatever is worthy of being celebrated, find it and celebrate it because they're going to do more of it the next time and more of it until. They have fully taken control of their, uh, their responsibilities, their responsibilities of getting where they need to go and the responsibilities of doing the things that they need to do. You could be talking about chores. You could be talking about just about any major activity that they can choose to say no about. They're going to start to move that to, well, maybe I really don't want to, but okay, I will anyway. <laughs> you just have to say we're doing it anyway. I talked to a mother recently about a child that gets very anxious in traveling. This this certain type of uh thought process works well with that as well. You're going to think about what the child is going to truly look forward to and focus on that and make that so bright that it, and so bright and so big, that memory so amazing in their mind that it's able to be louder than the voice that's telling them that they should throw a fit and not go to this new place or not go in an airplane or whatever it might be. The bottom line is there is a way to that other side of anxiety and you are going to be the one that helps your child get there. I know that you are doing the very best you can and I believe in you. I know that you can make a difference. Don't give up. Don't feel discouraged. Rather than that, feel empowered that you are the exact right parent given to your child to do exactly what you're doing, raising them in the way they should go. So it's about time for me to sign off. I want you to be directed down to those show notes. I always put helpful links down there for you. Right now, I am giving away some amazing solution-focused material on my website, thefocusedmindset.com. And if you want to check out the coaching page, I am taking a few more families to coach when we move into the summer, and you might want to be one of them. So check that out. If you know someone who's been dealing with anxiety in their family, make sure and share these episodes. Sharing is the easiest way that you can help out, it's not intrusive. You don't have to be a know it all and tell them what to do. You can just say, hey, here's an episode I found about anxiety. Maybe it'll help you. They can listen to it in their own time, just like you are right now. And that's why we all help each other to make sure that we have the resources we need to be the best that we can be for our family. So until next time, keep in touch and take care.